Hello in TV land. I am Rowan Wood. And I'm Sebastian Rinko. And this is Across the Stars, where if it's Star Wars, we, we cover it. it. And uh, yeah, we kind of forgot to do an episode last week. <laughs> I, guess, I guess both of us were just a little bit too busy. Um, perhaps, perhaps. Um, yeah. But I mean, on the bright side, that means we can give you like a double feature. Exactly. Know, today, two for the price of one. Um, yeah. Um, episodes four and five of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, Sebastian, how do you feel about where this show is at at this point? Um, oh, like it's, uh, I don't want to say I was skeptical after watching the first two episodes, but like, I don't know, I couldn't really see where it was going. And now that we're at episode five, I can't imagine it wrapping up in one episode. Yeah. I hear the last episode might be an hour and a half, so that might be I, honestly. Um, yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. We straight up just got a movie. Um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's I like, I like feel the like... new Stranger Things episodes. Have you seen those? They're they're each like over an hour long, and I'm sitting there. The last at that one. Point. The last one is going to be two and a half hours. That comes out July first. Like, dude, at that point, just cut the episodes into like two or three parts. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, this is a totally <laughs> random thing. I, I just, it reminded me of that. But, um, stuff is done for, there we go. Yeah, I'd be done <laughs> for an hour and a half episode. But, like I said, I, I would rather just have seven episodes that were, yeah, roughly the same length. Oh. Here, here's the thing I feel like this show is not, <clears throat> has proven itself that it's not meant to be like super necessary viewing like you have to watch this if you're going to understand all of star mm. wars going forward it's not that this yeah. show is um <clears throat> the show is meant to be a fun entry in the star wars series for a the diehard fans and b people who were curious about like where obi-wan is like what obi-wan is up to at this point it's an, it, like it's not meant to be it's not meant to have the clues that will lead to like the next big villain in the Star Wars universe. No, this is supposed to be, yeah. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, technically, yes, during this time, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 only meant to be. I I don't think the word diversion is fair to use, but I feel like it's definitely um, it's definitely something similar to that in that it's not meant to be something super necessary just something fun yeah it's, exactly it's for enjoyment you know um mm -hmm. but yeah i mean i'm the, the i will say the last episode i thought was very very good uh That's there are a couple great. there are a couple moments that i i really excited to talk about um but yeah. um, I, don't know, I guess overall it's kind of what you expect for um i'm like i guess it's kind of what i should have expected from a obi-wan show Right. That it takes place between three and four and like wasn't exactly referenced to that has an adventure that wasn't exactly referenced to at any point in time and exactly so uh, you know they could you got to work around certain things but i don't know it's a, right. it's a good time i'm enjoying it right and uh it it, it literally um <clears throat> has prequelitis i think i mentioned this in one, of, in one of our earlier episodes, but it, it literally has prequel-itis because not only is it set after the prequels, but it is itself a prequel to A New Hope. Um, and we know what's going to happen to all of these characters. Even mm. the Grand Inquisitor, we know what's, like we know that he's yeah. eventually going to come back. Um, mm. And so the fact that 
they are trying to make a big deal out of him being dead just shows that it's not meant to be taken super seriously. It's just meant to be a fun little show, which I feel mm. like is what a lot of these Star Wars shows are going to turn into, except perhaps The Mandalorian, which is proving itself to be like, like essential to the canon. All right, uh, that's like one li- the the one little show that kickstarted Disney Plus. Shaboom! Um, <laughs> no, it's <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. yeah. I mean, it is kind of weird because. You still, I guess you have to make it so the movies stand on their own, you know? And mm-hmm. so, like, the shows can only be so important, if that makes sense. Yep. I agree. Uh-huh. Um, especially a show that is, uh, you know, that is exploring a piece of the canon that we already know what happens on, on either side. So there's yeah. a limit to what can actually happen. In, exactly. In Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Yeah. So... I guess that's kind of a weird shame. I would like, I I feel like the time period between six and seven should be explored a lot more. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that we will, I think Mandalorian is key to that. And I, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm sure Ahsoka will be set during that point. uh, And who knows what else we could get in the future. Like if I'm not mistaken, they never mention in the movies how the first order came to power, right? Like it's kind of, it just kind of happened Peered. from like from the ashes of the empire or something. Um, I'm I'm sure. Oh wait, hold on. We can't forget Star Wars Resistance. What are we talking about? Oh my god! Don't make me watch this. I can't. Well, hey, we have six and a half seasons of the Clone Wars to get through before we even touch Resistance. That's true. That's true. Oh wait, Rebels too. We have four seasons of Rebels. <laughs> we will be fine, I think. Um, but yeah, before then, we have two episodes of Obi-Wan uh, to talk to, uh, to talk to, they're not sentient, to talk about. Um, and uh, episode, so episode four is uh, basically the Jedi Fallen Order episode, as I like to call it, um, in which uh, they infiltrate Fortress Inquisitorius and, uh, and then they escape. And that's about it. Because of the previous episode, Leia got rescued by... Um, uh, Leia got kidnapped by Riva, and uh, now she's being held hostage. And so, of course, Obi Wan and Tala need to uh, rescue her. Uh, and that's naturally, it. yeah. <laughs> what did you think of this be... one, Sebastian? I thought it was good. I like the setting most of all. You know, I think that mm-hmm. it's kind of like I don't know. It's just like a bad, like it's this giant fortress. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but. Oh, I thought I'm trying to remember because it was two weeks ago. I should have jotted down a couple notes, but um, I do have detailed notes so I could guide. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll um, build off of you. Great. Um. So uh, yeah, we meet some new characters here. Uh, we meet um Roken, who's a uh, who's one of the rebels in the the quote unquote path. Uh, the group that's that that rescued obi-wan um and he's played by o'shea jackson jr who is ice cube's son um so that's 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 a fun little uh appearance there did not and, know that <laughs> yeah and of course he pops up in five too and i'm sure he'll be yeah. in six um i wouldn't be surprised if he didn't <laughs> yeah and uh maya erskine who i know from the show pen 15 that she co-created in stars in um she plays sully who's one of the pilots uh who's not uh wade uh, Wade is the pilot that dies at the end, uh, but Sully is his um, is his compatriot, friend, whatever. 
Uh, yeah, so basically, this episode I think was fine. It um it does take the premise of one of the missions in Fallen Order, or so I read, in which Cal Kestis has to infiltrate Fortress uh, Inquisitorius, um, and uh, so Obi Wan has to do the same thing here, and they actually do it the exact same way. They swim under, um, and they and they get in through the bottom, which is which is interesting because if Cal Kestis did the same thing, I think it was five years beforehand, and they were aware of the security breach. They just never patched that up. No, they never fixed it. They just forgot <laughs> about it immediately. <laughs> um, but yeah, Obi-Wan using those swimming skills from uh, episode one uh, to get in there. Um, Reva is about to like torture Leia, um, similar to how Han is tortured in Empire Strikes Back. Um, but then uh, Tala, who is technically still an Imperial commander, um, distracts her. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, I this this episode was was fine. It had some it had some good action. Uh, I like the uh, the scene where Obi Wan is trying to hold in uh, the water on either side and then lets it flood over the stormtroopers and purge troopers as well. That was pretty cool. Um, and uh, but I guess one of the bigger scenes is uh, when he finds the tomb of preserved Jedi bodies, uh, including a youngling yeah. from from Order sixty six, yeah. which does explain so you haven't seen rebels have you sebastian no i haven't so there is a scene in season one in which kanan and ezra are trying to track down a jedi uh and they track her down and then it's revealed that oh no it was just a hologram from the dead body of the jedi which is encased in like one of these amber cases exactly like like they did here so they did give a reason for that to happen um because i guess the inquisitors kept all of them or most of them that they that they killed um what a fucking horrible thing to do when you think about it like they just have all of them there including a uh, including a youngling who's been dead for 10 years yeah right that's so (laughs) yeah i think that's been sitting there for a decade yep one of the jedi was um uh, Tara Sinub from the Clone Wars. Uh, I read that he was there. He looks different in live action uh, than he does in animation. Probably, but um, but yeah, I thought that was that was interesting. And some people think that they spotted Mace Windu in one of the containers, but I I, I think if if they were to put him there, they would have made a much bigger deal about him actually being right. dead, guaranteed. I, feel, um, I, don't know. I feel like that would have been noticed. You know. Yeah. But you know what this episode really feels like? It, it it plays like an extended version of Leia's Death Star escape from the new from A New Hope. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> yeah, and and just doesn't really put too many new spins on on the material. Uh, you know, it has chase scenes with stormtroopers. It literally has Obi Wan and Leia in very important positions. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it it just seems relatively unoriginal, but that's hard to that's a difficult thing to accuse star Wars of because you know, at what point is it a homage and at what point is it just ripping yourself off? Yeah. The lines get blurred a little bit. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, that, that's really all I have to say about this episode. Uh, Wade gets killed on, on the way out and he is, I guess, what a the tragedy. First, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the first of many losses. Um <laughs> You see Although, the meme where it's like the, just the format where it's like, um, oh no, 
anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much sums it up. I mean, Wade it, was on screen for what, like, like a minute, maybe. Uh, yeah, like a minute, maybe <laughs> less. He didn't know who he was until he got blown up. Um, yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so that's that's episode four. Um, I I think what Wade's death does is it shows how you know every death matters, even if it doesn't matter to the audience, it does matter to the characters because the rebels are pretty darn sad uh, that Wade has been killed. Um, but uh, yeah, so every, every, every loss counts, I suppose. Um, but uh, yeah, let's move on to episode five, the one that's fresh in our minds. Um, this okay, episode... Wait, let me just run episode four through my head, make sure I'm yeah. not missing anything. Yeah. But uh, I feel like there's one more thing I wanted to comment on, but yeah. now for the life of me, I can't remember. If it comes back to me, it comes back to me. Excellent. All right. Um, so episode five starts off with something that a lot of people were asking for, uh, and that's a flashback uh, with Obi-Wan and Anakin from uh, Finally Attack happened. of the Clones era. Yeah. Uh, Hayden Christensen <laughs> looking noticeably older. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first thing you notice is that it's like, this man looks twice the age he's supposed to. Um, oh, my God. It's been 20 years. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. he supposed to be like like nineteen? Yeah, he's nineteen in the yeah. Attack of the Clones. Ooh, yeah. Age was not kind to him, and then age <laughs> went right back for Episode Three. Apparently, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, it's a very brief flashback, but it's but it's spliced throughout the episode in which Obi Wan is training. Anakin uh, doing a little duel as only master and apprentice can. Uh, and then later on, Vader actually uses some of Obi-Wan's tactics against Reva, um, which I think is really, really uh, interesting. It just goes to show that I almost said just shows to go. Uh, it just goes to show um, how much of an impact um, uh, Obi-Wan actually had like, like continually on Anakin, even though he's Darth Vader and he's using these for evil, he's still adhering to Obi-Wan's teachings because I don't know if you guys knew, but Obi-Wan is a pretty good Jedi. Uh, so it's, I don't know. It's yeah. also kind of interesting the way in which I don't know, like as it, the way in which it's spliced so that it happens like the, so the the duel between the two of them like mimics the court, the kind of battle going mm -hmm. on, you know. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I know it does, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like I think that's better than just having like the whole flashback at once and then showing the rest of the episode. Agreed, because uh, I feel like it would um it would lose effectiveness if it was just shown all at the beginning and then and then mm -hmm. just sort of called back to vaguely later on. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, so then, uh, there is, um, we go back to pl the planet, uh, oh God, uh, Jabim, uh, when Obi-Wan and, uh, and Leia land, uh, oh, and also Vader makes Reva Grand Inquisitor at the beginning. Yep. Uh, that, that is yep. something that happened. Um, but then Haja Estri, Kumail Nanjiani is back on, uh, Jabim. Um, I, he didn't really have, he, his being here was not you like he wasn't useful at all all he really did was make a few jokes about him about feeling like a jedi and then 
he unhelpfully was screaming at Leia later on to hurry up in the vent, even though, like, I mean, what do you think she was doing, dude? Really? I mean, he dropped the communicator thing, and that's about it. That's true. And I'm sure that'll, I'm sure that'll, um, that'll be, uh, you, uh, that'll come into play in the following episode. Um, so, you know, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're kind of right. I, I, you kind of just came in just to be there, but, um, you know what I thought during this scene when we see the um, the uh, the path, like the people who are in the path, is mm-hmm. that I feel like this show was affected negatively by being a COVID production because there aren't a ton of like big set pieces and there's not a big cast in like in any given scene. I think the mm. the most physical people we see on screen are um, was on the planet Dayu and here. Um, and also there's like a lot more humans than there are aliens. Uh, and I feel like this, this show might've been rushed just a little bit and they didn't have uh, as much time to, uh, to make non-human uh, characters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just, it just feels a little restrained in a way that Star Wars shouldn't because theoretically like these shows could have an unlimited budget. Um, and yeah, it, for all intents and purposes, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> and Obi-Wan just feels a little cheap to me. Hmm. I mean... I didn't really notice until you pointed it out, but yeah, there were like no aliens. Yeah. Like I just mean, straight we, up. We see some Trandoshans and uh, some other ones in this episode, but that's very briefly. It's mostly. Yeah. And that is kind of disappointing now that I think about it. Yeah. Uh, but, well, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, what else? The, anyway, the the whole you know the whole setup there is that you know they're trying to escape and then their like their airlock thing or not their airlock the, their gate gets shut and the whole time all I could think was why didn't they just like orbital strike the hell out of that ship yeah right. the open like gate I don't know I feel like that would have been much more effective than just ha- getting the little hacked droid to to yeah, close like- the gate for you. Just bomb them. Yeah, just like <laughs> boom. Yep, you yeah. could have uh, drop drop one of those uh, seismic charges and uh, and, and just obliterate oh, them. It's never a bad time for a seismic charge. That's all I'm gonna say. Like, uh, <laughs> I will gladly listen to that sound at any point in time. Is that a ringtone? Um, I'm sure that's a ringtone somewhere out there. If it is, I gotta find that. But um, what was I gonna say? And then, you know, so they all, instead of, you know, taking them out from the air, they land a giant platoon of uh, stormtroopers and purge troopers and the Grand Inquisitor. Um, and I will say, I don't know what it is about just seeing all the stormtroopers in the line, but it's such a nice visual. Yes, it is. Uh, like, I, I know agree. this isn't the first time we've seen that, but it, it's always <laughs> just... Like that, there is something nice about the uniformity of the empire. <laughs> bad as that something sounds. like aesthetically pleasing, not like exactly. Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's like it's visually striking. You know, it's like oh damn, these. Oh, you got these armored troops all in on lines. Looks nice. Yeah, but uh, essentially, this is a siege episode. Yeah. Uh, for most of it, at least before the shooting starts. Um, but uh, yeah, we do get confirmation 
that Reva was indeed that youngling from the beginning of episode one. You did uh, call it. Yeah, and she played dead during Order 66. Uh, and Anakin killed the others and left Reva alive. And that's how she knows he's uh, Darth, Darth Vader. Um, and that now her motivation is to actually kill Darth Vader and get revenge. And so she was playing the long game for 10 years. But does this fit in with her motivations for these past four episodes? I fail to understand how kidnapping Leia and drawing out Obi-Wan is key to getting close to Vader. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, if you give him Obi-Wan, it's kind of like one Jedi that he wants the most. Um, so like, as for getting close to him, I kind of see that, but I don't, I feel like there are better ways to go about your assassination attempt. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just feels... Um just feels strange uh and a little like this felt a little retcon-y uh but mm. i will accept it um you know yeah i will accept um but uh yeah so then what i don't understand answer me this sebastian is why obi-wan um, goes out and negotiates with reva and gets uh you know like quote unquote gets himself captured and then they just shove him back in later on when when obi-wan is like we can we can work together and reva's like what what makes you think that we could work together and then he just and then she just sends him back what why i think uh, my interpretation was that i i thought that that was like her taking him up on his offer of working together but I suppose so. So is Obi-Wan just supposed to lure uh, Vader into the base? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Uh-huh. I don't know. It just, just just feels a little thin to me. Yeah. No, they, I, they didn't like discuss a plan or anything. They just kind of they were like, okay, we'll work together and then, alright, go back to your people now. Yeah. Well. But, hmm. um, yeah, uh, so what else? What else? What else? So then the stormtroopers storm the base. Tala sacrifices herself. Also, I feel like consistency is is out, out the window now because blaster wounds are never like are never consistent. Are they fatal? Are they not? Because Tala gets shot right in the chest and she survives long enough to uh to um prime explosives. Yeah, to uh. bring out a thermal detonator. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it just seems a bit ridiculous. But then again, consistency has never been Star Wars' strong suit. Even like to, to George Lucas completely ignoring the, uh, the then canon books when he made the, the prequel trilogy and, and all that jazz. Like, I feel like Star Wars works best when you just consider each movie and story on its own as opposed to in the larger universe because some of the time it works, a lot of the time it does not. Um, so. Yeah, that makes sense. I can get behind that. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, she uh, she nerfs herself, um, and then uh, nerfs herself. <laughs> uh, then, uh, Vader arrives, and in a scene that echoes his arrival on the Hoth base uh, in Empire Strikes Back, he comes in and he he uses the Force to stop the transport from taking off, Dude, and forces it, was... it down and absolutely ravages it. That was like that's the scene that stuck out the most in yeah. all of this. I'm gonna be totally honest. Um, 
and I don't know, it just reminds me of this part in uh, Force, the, Unleashed, Force Unleashed, yeah, yeah, where you're dragging down this star destroyer. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact if you ever play Force Unleashed, don't play it on PC because doing that part with a mouse was abysmal. Um, <laughs> like. <clears throat> Fun fact, warning out there for everybody. Um, just use the joystick. It's so much easier. Um, so, anyway. But, like, it was a cool shit. You see him, like, this thing is going off full speed. And you just see him, like, reach out, bring it back down, and then tear it open piece by piece. And then just for, like, a little transport that was behind it to take off. Um but I remember Alex and I, when we were watching, we, re- we rewinded it just to make sure that transport was actually there the whole time. And it was, it was. Yeah. Can yeah. confirm. Ah, okay. Good, 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 good. Good to know. Um, good to know that, that, that one of us cares enough to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's, it's just so cool. And it just, just goes to show how much stronger Vader is in, uh, in, in his prime. Um, as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, in, in Empire Strikes Back, I doubt he could have done that. I don't think he was powerful enough at that point to do that because um, he would have lost a lot of the Force um, at that point. Mm. But, um, yeah. It's uh, very, very crazy. Pro- probably one of the best single moments of the show so far. I agree. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm always a fan of, like, Vader badass moments, whether yes. it's the opening level of uh, Force Unleashed or where you just, like, cut down Wookiee after Wookiee or, uh, yeah. <laughs> or like, the hallway scene. Right. I mean, that, that's one of the best moments of, of, of Star Wars. Star Wars, period. In period, yeah. <laughs> there, there, used to be, there used to be a video that was just the hallway scene uploaded on Pornhub and it was just called... <laughs> It was just called Darth, Darth Vader. Vader fucks the shit out of Rebel Scum. <laughs> I think it's still um, there. I I, I do know. I still there. I, yeah. I think in the in the purge that they did like a couple of years ago, um, Hayden and I were very disappointed because neither of us could find it anymore. Uh, oh, really? And now now we had to resort to YouTube to watch the scene. Uh, what the YouTube? Ew. Right. <laughs> um, it's no class. No class at all. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, so then Reva tries to attack Obi-Wan, uh, uh, not Obi-Wan, Vader. Uh, and it, it, uh, it, it goes as well as you'd expect. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Vader uses some of Obi-Wan's flashback tactics against her. Uh, and then he, uh, he, like, he, he beats her without even, like, for most of the time, without even using a lightsaber. It is awesome. Yeah, it was such a great, like, you just see him basically toying with her he's like no you're not getting near me i don't even need to draw in order to beat you like holy shit that was yeah. great um, so awesome um and then you know he stabs her he nobody stabs does her. the double tap nope uh, although the grand inquisitor the original grand inquisitor it is revealed is of course alive um, yeah. Because that's you know that's how it that's how we roll here. Uh, we we respect the Star Wars canon. Um, they never they don't mention it in the episode, but the reason he survived is because uh, his species, the pawns, have two stomachs, uh, and so uh. Reva only stabbed him through one, which makes a lot of sense. And obviously, she didn't know that. Um, 
yeah, and I feel like that's something that they should probably explain because the Grand Inquisitor right. kind of shows up and it's like, uh, I it, it's remarkable what re, what the what revenge will do for the will to live or something. Right. Like that. Yeah. He says that, and then they all just leave her <laughs> like still alive on the ground. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Really? Nobody did the double tap. Um, yeah. But then uh, it's revealed that Haja left behind Obi-Wan's uh, communicator uh, or holo projector that Bail Organa sent a message to. Um, and uh, so now, now Reva, Reva, who is undoubtedly alive, um, is going to find the message, go to Tatooine, shit's going to go down. And uh, yeah, that is episode five. Uh, we'll, we'll get at least get a little bit of Luke in in in, in the final episode. Um, but yeah, who who knows how this is actually going to play out? I'm not curious. Yeah. What are your expectations for the finale, Sebastian? Well, apparently an hour and a half. Damn. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um... I don't know. I'd like to see Vader one last time doing Vader badass things. I, I hope he makes a an appearance, but if not, you know, Agreed. I would understand why. Um, I'm sure he will. Right. I, I'm sure. I, I, I can't. I can't imagine that yeah. they wouldn't have him in the finale. I mean, he uh, and Obi Wan still have to fight one more time, right? I think there was going to be two fights. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. I remember you mentioning that now. Yeah. Okay. Then hell yeah. Um. Battle on Mustafar. Hell yeah. um, <laughs> on Tatooine. Um, I spoke there, but whatever. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I I don't really have many expectations to be honest with you. I try to avoid those. <laughs> that makes sense. I feel I I guess it was expectations that sort of got us into this mess of being a little too excited for the show in the first place. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I am, I am really, really interested, uh, to see where this, um, where the show goes and how it ties up in a satisfying manner. Cause that's really difficult, especially when you've been as it hit does. or miss as when, when you've been as hit or miss as this show mm-hmm. has. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have to see. I am, uh, I am very interested, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was, um. That's Obi-Wan Kenobi episodes four and five. Uh, we will not be back next week because I will be in Europe. Um, so we will do an episode when I get back that'll basically be uh, a review of episode six and just an overview of the series overall. Uh, so you have that to look forward to. And then there may be some in-person stuff with me and Sebastian coming in the future. So Indeed, who indeed. Knows, who knows? Um, you get excited. Um, but anyway, so thank you all out there for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, for Across the Stars, my name is Ronald Wood. And I'm Sebastian Rickoff. And we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.